0: Welcome to the Wing Life Podcast, where we talk about wing foiling and the lifestyles of those who enjoy this great sport. All right, Clément, thanks for taking the time, man. I know you just got back from uh, some pretty epic riding, so I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us.
1: Yeah, super cool. I wish I could do it before, but
0: still super good to do it now. That's okay. Uh, Whereabouts are you right now?
1: I just uh, arrived back
0: in Biarritz, in France, southwest of France. And you got back, come back from Portugal?
1: Yeah, come back from Portugal, from Nazareth. I I think I will spend a lot of time this winter there. And at least it's a good place to stay because we're going to start the wing foiling season in Cabo Verde. And like uh, uh, the the flight passed by Lisbon. So it's like an hour and a half from Nazareth. So this is. Pretty good to be close to the straight plane to go to Cabo Verde for the con.
0: Cool. And I know that you were just surfing some pretty massive waves in Mavericks and also at Nazare. So I'm looking forward to chatting with you about that. But maybe uh, for those at home who are just getting to know you, when did you like enter into wind sports? I know you've had a long history in it. Love to learn a bit more.
1: Yeah. So maybe starting for the beginning. So when I went into the water at the beginning, so... Yeah. Like I, I start uh, so with my parents we moved when I was three years old in Biarritz in in southwest of France, close to the water. And at six years old I start to surf, like being stand-up on the bodyboard and get my first surfboard at six. After I was like doing kind of uh, everything like the other kids from my hometown, like going to school, going to surf the first school. Um, but I have a funny story that before that I think when I was three years old like the things that I wanted to look before going to the school it yeah. was like I was like looking the DVD of like my father and it, it was like how to windsurf like it was a movie about like I don't know like a tutorial of just how to windsurf and this is like what I was looking every morning I didn't want to oh, look nice. like the things for the kids I was just looking this thing um so that was before 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 learning how to surf so after I I was like doing uh like all the kids like 6 to 14 I was like doing school and surf doing like competition of surfing and I was feeling that I wanted to not just only surf and like do longboarding stand-up so this is the thing that was more easy for me to do in, in France, like just getting a long balls, getting the stand up. And I did everything in competition and it was working pretty well. And I think when I was like fourteen, fifteen, I was spending a lot of time in the on the summer on the beach and when the terminal wind was turning, I could see like guys doing kitesurf. Oh. And I was like looking at the guys doing kite. I was like, oh, those guys look, they have more fun than high stand up, like just waiting for wave on the water. So I was like going to see them because some of those was friends of my father. I was like, yeah, please let me try your kite. Let's make sure. I was about like, no, no, this is too dangerous. This is too dangerous. I was like, no, no, but I look on internet. I know how to do it. Just let me try. And they're like, yeah, one time I will, we will go, like in, in Osgo, we will teach you. And they never let me touch the kite. When I was seventeen, so I wanted to, to try how to try to kitesurf and I went to Fuerteventura for the Ooh. first time and with some people that I know they told me, Oh, I have a friend in Fuerteventura that have a kite school. You should go with him, he speaks French. At this time I was not speaking English at all. So I was like, Okay, this is gonna be cool to have someone that speaks French. And I meet Tommy, that is, like, one of my best friends now. I work with him. We, like, talk every week, every every time. Uh, he helped me. So, he, he teach me how to kite. And so, yeah, I start to be involved in the wind sport by him in Fertemontura when I was 17. Oh, cool. And, and, yeah. So, yeah, it's why I went into wind sport. I did, I don't know, three years of kite after, like, the... I went back to France. Uh, Maybe you have to wait like six months to get my first equipment of kiting. And straight away, I I, I think I bought a twin tip. I did seven sessions with my twin tip. And I took my surfboard. I was just trying to go on a lagoon with my surfboard straight away.
0: That sounds about right.
1: (laughs) And I was just completely crazy. I was looking at the wind. All, I see. I was in the school looking from the window oh, it's windy and I get crazy take my phone trying to escape and do crazy things just like sometime I had two hour breaks on the midday for my school and I was trying to go kite even if it was just 30 minutes on the water I was going for 30 minutes even <laughs> yeah, if I couldn't awesome. hit, and after I was like trying to eat on the school I was doing it I was crazy it was cold rainy I just go uh and super lucky, uh, that year I started kiting. They did uh, like a French tour, strapless French tour with three stops. And the first stop was in Lacanos so uh, like two hours up north. I went with friend, and at this time, so I bought uh, 12 meters and uh, 8 meters. And like just before the comp start, like I don't know, the months before, I break my 12. And I broke my eight. Oh no. So I broke my 12, I think. Bad luck, I broke my 12. But the eight, I remember, it was like SAS win, crazy win, like super good. Just like we were just three on the water. And the SAS win, everyone like don't want to kite with SAS win because up and down. But I was just looking, oh, maybe I can catch my first bower kiting. And at some point, I was on the lineup and the wind died straight. So couldn't do anything. The two other guys was on the, on the, like, inside so the, the kite dropped close to the beach me I was like super far out and oh, shit. my kite was on the beach I arrived my kite was destroyed I was like super feeling but I like okay I can't boat any more kite so I don't know how I gonna do for that comp I went to friend that was doing kite surf and I was like please can you borrow me like two kite just for the comp I arrived and boards because they borrow me boards and kite oh, wow. I went to that competition N- not much win but manageable to do like some back loop it was like more freestyle stuff and machu and the joton joton team was there and machu see me doing just some kite and he see me surfing and he went to the joton uh joton guy that was there like thomas and he said this guy he know how to kite and because he's from surfing and how he surf he will be good kiting you should you should take him in the team and i was like wow crazy and like the week before, the week after that, I received like three kites, two boards, one bar. And I was like, wow. Wow.
0: Well, perfect. Oh, this, timing. <laughs>
1: like like my two just I I should stop kiting. Yeah. And I received that. So this opportunity gave me the kite. I could continue to kite. And after the fo- the foil was already there, but Joto didn't have foil at the beginning of the beginning. It was like more the Go foil and some Chinese foil. And when I went Maybe the year after Inferta, I was going every year. My friend was already bought like a go-foil and he was trying to fall with like longer balls, like just trying to fall, And he put me on the foil catch some way First session of falling, I destroyed my leg on the foil. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But on the balls, like the foil went yep. like on the side and then just hit the rail. But so I knew how, I knew a bit how to fall The year after, Jotun started to make foil. So they gave me a set of foiling that was, I did, at the beginning, I didn't like people falling on the wave. I was like, they were doing some weird thing with their arms to pump. And I was like, oh, it's, I don't feel it's good. But because they did fall and they gave me a fall, I was doing foil, And I was like, okay, sensation on the fall looks good. And I was trying to make my surfing style on the fall. And I was pushing Jotun to get windsurf gear because it was my gym until I was young. I was oh, doing yeah. a bit of of windsurf on the kind of flat water, but not in the wave. And I did like three sessions in the wave, and I broke one sail of a friend of my father. So,
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I was like, "Okay, now I'm sponsored by Jotone. I will have windsurf gear, and they were on point to send me windsurf gear." And the wing sure. arrived. and the manager of France told me, "No, no, Clement, now you know how to fall. you know how to kite. You maybe wants to know how to windsurf in the wave, but no, I will send you wing gear, and you will you're gonna do wing." I was like, "I oh, know, I don't want to have wing." <laughs> so they send me a wing. And I start to and at the beginning I was like, oh, "That spot we're gonna break everything, we're gonna break everything on the wave. It's not super sketchy. You can't be in the critical section because if you fail, you break everything. It can be dangerous for ourselves." And year after year, like the two first year, like the wing was different. No more wishbone heavy. The slick with like the boom and the inflatable parts and starting to be interesting for going faster lighter new boards and everything like guys pushing in the foil in the wave so it's wh- how i went like to wing foiling at least it was even not my choice it was more the choice <laughs> of jotun and step by step i yeah. started to like it and went in bigger wave in slabby wave we make crazy trip with the wings something thing chopo something slab in Verde, making some
0: competition so just like how I went. I saw some of that last night. That was insane for some of that slab w- foiling. Like, um, h- How was that getting into that for the first time?
1: Yeah, it was crazy because we already saw some footage of Wesley Brito going on that gnarly slab with his foil. And we, I was like completely scared. I was like, this guy is just nuts, crazy to do this. But at least this is home play. So he play with what he has and... Oh, true. The a good playground, but super scary and thunderous. And we went there for a swell that was not, but it was not good. And when, like, the last day of the shooting and the trip, we get one swell that was driving. Filmmaker had to leave at 12, so get out of the water at 10. And we score, like, 9.15 to 10. We get, like, crazy wave. And we just tried a spot beginning of the, like, Ten days before, we tried the spot smaller, smaller, but still some wave. I don't know, like on the bigger one, maybe two meters, like a, a small two meters, and the wave was crazy. And we went; it was a big day. Arrived, the ocean was moving differently, wave everywhere and we went out the way we're crazy and i was like "How is it gonna be and i don't know mindset change like big wave i think it's why i like like going in nazare going in mavericks and those type of waves Beraga, uh when you go surf a slab like this is not it's not just a, a wave it's, it's a slab it's maybe don't look as big as nazare and those waves but it's it's crazy as those waves mm-hmm. you go fast it's dangerous. You. No place for mistake. Okay. We see like a couple, couple days ago, like Mathieu in Jaws. Didn't see his wave. I don't know if you saw, but he, hit, he didn't put helmet and he just heard the phone on the back of his head and get like a huge car like on the back of the head, crazy, open until the bones. And so when we went in, in that spot, in, in Cap Verde, like there is no hospital. You're like in Africa in the middle of nowhere. There is like, one and a half even maybe two kilometers further up and like downwind full of shore on the middle of the sea we shark around uh no jet ski no rescue and we went there and the first day was smaller i get i put my helmet and like kind of the team was a bit playing with oh glimmer and you are we're the only ones to put the helmet and i was like yeah but don't asked us to have a helmet because now the user have to use a helmet yeah. so i just use my helmet and so that big day arrived, we were a bit on the rush. And I was like, oh, the guy told me that I have a helmet. I was kind of just like completely stupid and like don't think about it. I went like, okay, I will go without vest, without helmet. And I will show that i still going super deep on the wave. That was the, that everything went good. Yeah. But everything could go also super bad. And I was feeling super bad to have like crazy pictures that go all around on internet.
0: Uh, that was maybe we're... the biggest yeah.
1: and the gnarly wave surfing before like that match you get. But I think winging, no one get like crazy wave as the, as that thing. Mm-hmm. Because we were winging from the shore and winging by ourselves. So with like four and a half meters wing was not like a fake photos on big wave with like a two meters or three meters and and a five 500 uh, centimeters fall. No, we were like with the proper wing stuff. So I think we were riding all the 750 cars with like an 82 mast that I was okay. I was like, for those waves, I will go with one meters. But we all we only had like 82. So we went with shorter mast, no helmet, no rescue, nothing. Every Everything went well. Super lucky. And I will not do that anymore. And after seeing what happened to Mathieu and Joes, I promise that if the if the wave is... If I go toe-in with the fall, use helmet. Every time okay. using helmet. Even if it's small, I have to use an helmet. Maybe if it's super small, summer, and you don't want to have a helmet.
0: This episode is brought to you by Saladita Kite School in Laventana, Mexico. If you caught some of our uh, stories yesterday on Instagram, you'll have seen that. I just got in a couple epic days of downwinding. We got a 10... Kilometer downwinder done with my buddy Mickey from Salt Spring Island today. I got in an epic one with my friend Britt. Um, we went from Latuna all the way to the beach and back. Um, heck of a fun time! If you're looking to learn, there's nothing better than getting a lesson from the pros at Saladita Kite School. They are positioned at Latuna, and now that I've been here a little while, I've gotten the opportunity to visit to a couple different spots. It is one of the more beginner-friendly beaches with some nice sand so you're not walking on any rocks. Um, they do offer professional jet ski-assisted kite and wing foil lessons. Um, so once again, they're at Latuna. So if you want to grab a beer after, grab some ice cream, grab anything, it is a nice little hub there so you're not just stuck kind of in the middle of nowhere. So they have you covered if you want to learn to kite, foil, or looking into downwinding. they got top-quality gear as well, uh, so don't hesitate. Book your lessons today by visiting SaladitaLaventana.com or send them a message on Instagram at Saladita SaladitaKiteSchool. At SaladitaKiteSchool.
1: It's
0: up, up to
1: me and up to people to don't do it, but you know that you play. The mm-hmm. scar not going to be normally the same, but I think we play with what. When I finished that session, I went on the shore. I was like, okay, just we can pry. Everything went well and yeah. surfing 20 meters wave in Nazareth. In by a jet ski with a toe board, it's way less scary and less dangerous than surf like a slab that is maybe only on the face three, three or four meters, but with a wing, with a leash, and with a foil and shallow water and middle of the sea in Africa. This is the oh
0: boy, okay, the yeah, craziest so thing ever. You got no safety, yeah, you got nothing, nothing close by.
1: Nah. I- happy about the session because everything went well but also super disappointed that i get like i don't know mindset by one guy that tell, oh you had a helmet and you go without just to i don't know not, oh. don't need to prove anything you just wear a helmet everyone have to wear a helmet do i have to push on that direction it's why at the com- on the contest we have to use a helmet and a, and a jacket
0: yep it just that makes that- sense
1: it's it's like you use a motorbike you put helmet and you don't you're not gonna ride without helmet.
0: No, that makes sense. So in in something like that, obviously you would have preferred having a, a like a longer mast, because um, obviously that that's a little bit safer in that kind of setting. Because at least then you got more foil under the water.
1: Yeah, I think longer mast be better. Okay. But the the good thing to ride the slab is that the wave arrive super fast, like. The, the, the swell is under the water and it hit a reef that is shallow so the <laughs> wave like have a that slab shape like a huge barrel, super wide bowers but for falling the good thing is the waves don't go as fast the wave kind of stop when you hit that thing the wave stops so if you manage to have that wave hurry to go fast to the bottom you can keep some control and it's manageable Compared to like going to Jaws, going to Nazare, going on some big wave, big like swell wave that goes super fast.
0: Okay. For
1: foiling it's super hard. We still don't have the equipment. The guys are using some F1, some some brand that try some stuff. But we are not on point to have a foil that can go, I don't know, 70 kilometers on a kind of a mountain wave that that wave never going to stop, that it's just going to go super fast, that you're going to go faster and faster and faster and faster. And the thing that we can't measure is like the power of that swell that push you for up. And with the board that we use, we also have just the wind that like when we serve, the board is on top of the water. So
0: mm-hmm. we don't have
1: wind behind the the, the balls. And I think we... With Jotun, we work on it. Like, okay, we have to have a foil faster. A foil, so many is work on so many stuff. But on a wave, you have that wind that that just stick of the that stick on the wave and that push your board up. Oh yeah, even maybe more than the power that the foil is pushing up. You know what I okay. mean? It's Like, yeah, everything definitely. is gonna push you up, and the and the and the speed will just go and go on the slab the good thing is you can arrive to the bottom on like kind of the flat part and after you need i think you need to be a surfer to know okay i don't go too deep i don't go too on the shoulder and i try to get that right on the middle but at least it's like extreme condition and yeah you can go one meters and have fun mm-hmm. and don't go on those
0: crazy wave. No, that makes sense. When did you start to think, because there's a lot of guys that surf, but then they have that kind of barrier where they're like, no, this is big enough for me. When did you come to terms with the fact that you wanted to start going into bigger stuff? And and when did the dream of Mavericks and Nazare kind of come to be?
1: Uh, This is also a funny story. Like when I was a kid, I was like in the sportitude. I don't know sport in school. So like... okay morning school and afternoon like two time going to surf and so i was maybe around fifth uh, no i was like maybe 14 13 and one day the wave were not that big like all my we were like eight friends on the school surfing and i don't know six of them were so yeah, six of them went into the water it was like i don't know two meters i don't remember i was young but two meters and i said to the coach no i don't want to go it's too big for me like some rocks, some stuff. I was like, I don't feeling good. I don't want to surf here. I'm not going to go in the water. So my name after that, that teacher, that Thierry called me little cojones, like small boss.
0: Okay. So yeah.
1: I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. It's true. I don't want to go. It's normal. And I was feeling on myself something different than maybe other people. So I was, when I was riding the wave on the wave, I was feeling good. Right. Even the wave was bigger. I was feeling good on my surfing, on my, on my boards, going faster. I was good, and I think doing like many things, longboarding and stand up. I wanted to go on bigger wave because to have more place. A bigger wave is kind of it's more beautiful. I don't know if we can say that. Like to draw a line on a bigger wave, it can be looking good. That. Surfing small wave, and the the you have to kind of explode the wave. If you want point on competition, it's smaller wave and the the objective, the best thing you can do is explode the wave. Just like try to make many maneuver and
0: oh, yeah, dynamic
1: turns like a, and that kind of thing. Something that yeah. did, I I I'm not for. I'm not used to that. I want to have a style that look beautiful. This yeah. is what I was thinking. And bigger wave you can look even more beautiful and more impressive because the wave is bigger and you try to draw a line. So I bought bigger balls. I went to Guétari. We have a spot in France that is kind of a big... Oh, it's a big wave. Not compared to Nazaré. It's smaller, but it's a very good training. You can hit the wave. It's, the wave is powerful. going to keep you long for under the water. And also, I was super interesting about Apnea. Like, Medit not meditation because for me it was not meditation, but now I can realize that meditation mm-hmm. and apnea is kind of something that in between. Okay. And I'm kind of yeah. good to do it and under the water trying to think about the thing that I want or just don't think or have many, many different stuff. I don't have just one when I do apnea, I just don't have one thing. And I really like okay. that kind of training to go in big wave. And when I was on big wave, more I was doing apnea more I was confident, confident on big wave. Neither I just went step-by-step step, um, okay. in Gatari, having longer boards to try to get bigger wave, and it just went step-by-step. Step. I had a friend, Cornelius, that like, that was pushing me, um, training with me every, every time, and we went step-by-step. Step. And okay. after a s- certain step, we were like, okay, now we are... We were, I think he was 17 and I was 18. And we are like, okay, now maybe the next step is to go to Nazareth paddling. We bought bigger boards, inflatable vest, everything we need. Me, I just bought a random board to a guy that was way bigger than high, So the board was way too big for me. We just took some fins from a local that was making fins that was not used to go in Nazareth. But we were like, okay, we have fins. The guy said it's for big wave. We just took it. <laughs> the got us to try it. We went there, the wave was huge, we the wave was huge. And the biggest condel of the biggest contest on the double sail like paddling surfing big wave starts. The morning we arrive. Like we went when we took the road, we check on the phone, oh it's, the contest is gonna start in two days when we're gonna arrive. We're like, oh that is gonna be a huge day. So we check all day the container. like the wave is crazy. The night, just before the sunset, like Justine and Fred, two locals from Nazare, that like I think a lot of people knows that Justine is the girl that's of the biggest wave with the best style and she do also every sport. Like, well, we don't, we cannot, we can talk for long for. for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like special and she do everything. So she ask us, guys, do you want to go? And we're like, if they ask, we have to go. We went on the water. I get one wave. My friend get one wave. We're like, okay. At least we were for, on our mind. We wanted to serve the same wave as friends that we are used to in Nazareth. Yep. But we were, we're be, way bigger than what we were thinking. Or the best guy was on the water. We get wave. We were feeling okay on the water. So we're like, okay, maybe we train enough. No, we you never train enough for big wave, but maybe we, we can do it. And today after, again big wave, we were like, okay, it's way too big for us. Justine again called us. Yeah, let's go, we go paddle, we do your safety. Okay, let's go. I remember I was like eating a lot on the breakfast, not, not ready for it. We went on the water and that day I get the two biggest wave out and all down and heavy wave on the head. I I had till now, like even now, I didn't get pounds two times in ten minutes by two wave. Maybe they were not the biggest, but just the power. Those two wave was the most powerful wave. And first wave out, I my I don't know the second no, the first wave out. I just get all done. One wave, second wave, just keep, took me up. Justine was like, oh, that was a crazy wave. That wave was big. And I was, okay, I get destroyed, but I feel good. Lot of adrenaline. I was like, okay, I want to go again, again. And a wave arrived. No one took wave between my wave and the one I took just after. See one one guy paddling and I feel, oh, he's not going to go. I have to go. I turn, I go, and the wave was just straight blade drop, I fell again, I tried to walk on the water, I just get destroyed when I get to the surface, my hit, my ball hit my my head and I almost get like I just see white, I was like oh I get almost a knockout feeling that I was like I don't know, feeling super wet because the ball hit me kind of strong on the head and I don't know, on my head it, something happened I was like no no, you, you're there, you train for it you have to look up and just take a breeze again and and be i don't know try to breathe and be strong yeah. but feeling inside me i was feeling good just was a hard moment but feeling super good and strong hit by those who hit and hit, hit by those waves and Garrett mcnamara took me on the inside because i was kind of going on the cliff going back to the beach arriving on the beach and i was like Fact, we are in life and we are feeling good my friend is safe i'm safe Two friends of us saw those waves and they were like, what, the guys, like, the kids are crazy, like, just getting <laughs> one by two waves in the same time, this kid is crazy. Wow. And wow. at some point, I think we, me and my friend, we feel like, okay, we're we good, we're ready for it. I get destroyed, we're ready. After a big wave, what I can say to people is, you can train as you want. If you get a bad way part, you will never get ready till the ocean is like a huge ocean. Even if it's small ocean, some you can hit the boards, drone, fifty centimeters wave.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a dangerous sport. Like last month in pipeline, it was not that big. I don't know like how many guys get injured. Minimum four. Yesterday, yesterday, Kai hit the reef with a helmet for the first time riding helmet in, in pipe. The helmet gave yes. like a big scar. He said that he was knocked out. He, he just, like, don't remember anything, just when he wake up on the beach, kind of. The French, uh, one of the Polynesian guys, that just is one of the best, he also hit the head. He's still not surfing. The brother of Chumbo hit the reef, still not surfing. And another guy also get injured in, in pipeline. So it's like... Okay. And it's not... Uh, it can be huge, but it was not on huge day.
0: Okay.
1: Last year, uh, one year or two years ago in, in Nazareth, someone like also get a knockout and, and die in Nazareth. So it's like, I maybe hit the boards, maybe hit something. Maybe you never know what can happen. So I said that I'm ready, but even I don't want to say I'm ready. I'm, I think I am. And sure. I do my best to be but you're never ready for big wave. That is the thing you have. We have all to keep in mind. You go in water. You're not safe. 100%. Even if you put helmet, vest, but we have to put everything we can to be safe.
0: Mm-hmm. That makes sense. And plus your, your safety team as well. They got years of experience out there. Cause they have to be able to come in between sets and get you out. Um, when you get one though, and it, how does that make you feel when you get the ride? Like you've had a, you were just in Mavericks, not that long ago. You had some pretty amazing rides. The guys are saying that you're an amazing young charger. How does that feel when everything goes right?
1: Yeah, it's a lot of, uh, excitation. I will say that was a dream. Like my friend that I started surfing big waves, stop and went back to studying and different life. And so we were like our objective to go together there so it's the when i took my tickets the guy called i was like man i go to mavericks and first wave is gonna be for you and it went this morning and i was like talking for hours about mavericks it's just a big dream i have just on my side here a big poster of like the the i don't know the movie like chasing mavericks With like the the two personages and the Shining Mavericks, I have the thing that they put on the cinema. Like, I don't know, maybe it's like two meters and a half. And I I don't have place in my room like to put this big (laughs) thing, but I want to put it. It's just like a dream of Shining Mavericks. I even like bought that on eBay to have it. And I was like, okay, this is the thing I want to have in my, if one day I have a, a house, I want to have this thing somewhere. And I served the wave that was for me. A dream, like I've checked this movie many times. Went to Nazareth, get contact by HBO, the series That 100 Foot Wave. Starting to talk with Nick Van Rupp, getting surfing with him. HBO and him were talking about going to Mavericks. So I called Justin, do you think it's a good idea for me to go? Yeah man, you're ready for it, you have to go there. Okay, I went there, I was in Tahiti, At Tahiti I, I meet a local from there. So I called him, can you help me to go out there? Yeah, we'll help you come in my place. So everything went well, like crazy well. Just like okay. ticket, arriving good timing with the good people. Everything like in the same time, super well, arriving on the water. First day, get I don't think eight wave paddling. And I didn't paddle for the last two years because I was more like doing jet ski. Because it's like... Mm-hmm. A, how to drive a jet ski in big wave it's super complicated so you need to train a lot so i was a lot training and focusing on my jet ski and not too much on paddling so new boards new stuff getting headway feeling super good paddling the all the people was super nice local was nice and the wave was crazy so it's like i don't know you're in that place it's Everyone know that it's like a sharky place with seaweed, with rocks, cold water, dark water. And you are there. Then it's the, for every surface, the scariest wave. And you're there yeah. surfing. And everything went well. Two days after, it's the, one of the biggest swells of the last 10 years. Boat cancelled. So I couldn't go get into the boat with the HBO. Went to the harbor, asked Lucas Chumbo like two times. Trying to uh, like, please, please get me on the sled and took me out. And he was like, man, it's the biggest day that no one knows how is it out there. And he wants me to take the responsibility to took you on my sled with the paddling boards to get out there. And if something happened, it's like a bit super hard for him to take the decision. I was like, please, oh, yeah. please. He took me out there. I arrived there. I had my phone on the way. I tell him, I have my phone on the wedge way- in the wetsuit, way- hood, so nobody's not going to go anywhere. If something happened, I have a phone, I call for help for anyone and took me there and like no board. So not a lot of meal maker. And I just take my phone and starting to take videos of everyone there. The wave were huge. After two hours, Whoa. Nick was there from rep towing. And he offered me a ride with a board that I tried with him in Nazareth. His board because my towing board was on a board that didn't came. And mm-hmm. he asked me, offer me a ride with his board wave was huge. I was like sitting for two hours, so a bit like tires to be in the water, starting to get cold. And the board I tried in Nazaré, that same boards, didn't like it at all. Get away out straight away in Nazaré. So I was like, okay, now you go in the boards that you don't feel good on the strap, that is not your position of the strap. I use quad on my boards. It's a thruster, narrow boards, heavier boards, and the biggest wave, He went in. So straight away, I think about what Fred and Justin told me. Okay, if you do something now in big wave, you need to think about how you're gonna get out of the water safe.
0: Like, okay, okay that makes I want sense. to play, yeah.
1: but with, yeah. with kind of okay, what I I can be injured by what? Okay, the strap is not is too tight for me, so my foot, my knees. Okay, let's be careful of that. Took one wave, crazy ride, get into the bottom. I could yeah even check up and I couldn't see the hub although I was like okay f- okay but don't look up because you don't see it's like too high just look in front of you and check all the bump and just try to get speed to get out of there and I and I have that crazy picture that I jump and the wave is just like gonna break behind me and I just make that jump like maybe get one meters in front wave explode behind me and super lucky the wave just like pushed me super strong and that was lucky because I had the foot strap too tight and I have more weight on the boards. I went on the air. We don't see that, but I get push on the air with the board up. So I landed and the wave pushed me again and it pushed me out of the foam. And I went and I just oh, exceeded the wave, went on you the channel. Lucky. Yeah. Everyone was thinking that I fell, So like my three rescue guys was in the foam waiting for me and I was on the side. I was like, wow, that is first wave. Is the ride of your life? So now, just okay. You get lucky first wave. Let's play safe. So after get one wave, just not used to the board. It was kind of a closeout, or maybe a good bowers. You never know if you're gonna make it. I prefer to jump because I knew that the for me the scary spot was not maybe to hit that wave in Mavericks, but more like having my foot trap blocked and get very injured. So I prefer mm-hmm. to jump even if. Maybe it was not a good choice. Maybe it was a good choice. You never know. But I prefer to jump that wave. After I get two good wave or so, and yeah, the guys was stoked to see like a new generation that, I don't know, I think when they look around that you do many sports, not only surfer, and not only just doing True. many stuff. They're like, oh man, you, you do many stuff and you're good in big wave. It's, it's cool. And I think people are going to help me to
0: to get some good wave. I think so. Is that something that you're going to want to continue doing? Charging Mavericks and and, and Nazare?
1: Yeah, that for sure is something that will be more than before my first main goal. Because if I look around that, maybe I do things that look good because people, like my first, the thing that I like the most is having Even okay, it's for me, I like to do everything. If people ask me, you prefer doing that or surfing on big wave, it's hard for me to choose. I will maybe choose okay, kiting a wave alone that do a big bowers and I get get and I can get many waves, but it's honestly, it's all I like it a lot. So for me, it's, it's just pleasure to be in the water and. So at least what I can like also, this is in my point of view, it's uh, having people happy to see me surfing or see me riding, you know? Like, oh, yeah. you have a good style long. Like a lot of people in my, when I surf, when I'm surfing with people, if I do longboards, is when I do longboard that I have more people telling me that, oh, we'll, I like your style longboarding, you surf good. It's a pleasure to see you surfing longboards. I do, and I should, I should go and longboard more. Because if people like it to see, it just for me it's just pleasure to be the guy that okay, the guys can look and they look how you serve. So that's that's true. make me happy. When I go in yeah. Lazare or when I go surfing big wave, I try to make turns and people are or filmmaker are like, Oh yeah, I like the the face you have when you choke on the big wave, the line you to choose and okay, so that makes me happy. So now I'm I'm focused on those big waves. And I did many sports and I, and I wish I can take those waves, stand up, paddling, foiling, wing foiling after wing for the foil, part of foil. We get that problem that we need to work on the boards and on the foil. Mm -hmm. And at least with my sponsor, we try to work on it, but it's super hard because need to make protos and it's a big one that don't want to make too much protos. Like no one have protos almost. They make maybe yep. one protos for the year after. So it's not making protos for someone that wants to take the biggest wave ever. Okay. So this is something I need to work with and with them and try to fight them a bit on that side to get something special for big wave. Or if they don't want, I'm just going to do my surfing because it, for me is kind of the same. And now with the accident of Matthew and that also...
0: It opened your eyes a little bit.
1: I start to think about it. It's it's Yeah. Yeah. It can be. F- I see him surfing. I know him from a long time. He's, he's doing good on the floor. Super good. Pushing the limits. But I see him falling many times and he could get injured so many times. It's happened yep. to him kind of long time after all those out. Uh I don't. See, I hope it's not gonna happen again. But it's something that can happen every wave you fail in foiling. Like we went in the shooting in Chiopo, we went on the slab, we suffer right Olivia at the beginning of the wave. The our teammate that's crazy good, fell in the beginning by a small mistake, and she get just like the foil was down, and she went. We see her like going on the lip like this when she arrived down. If the foil is there, it's yeah, It can be down. So it's okay, it can happen with a surf. You do the same thing, you arrive on the fin head first. You can get the same hole on the head for sure. But the fin is like this, and the foil is one meters and it cuts way more. So it's something we need to think. At least phoning big wave. You want to push the foil, but which point and
0: yeah, which point I is think it, is uh, it too dangerous putting people at yeah. risk? Is it too big of a risk? What do you think regarding the current gear that would need to get changed? Like, what are your thoughts on what would need to be done to make it a little bit more friendly?
1: Uh, I have, I have a very good idea of something that if I tell my Heidi, I'm under a sure one guy is going to do it. But I also want to tell it, so that will be a pleasure to see a brand or someone trying to do it. Okay. Because I think with with Joton they're never going to do it. This is the point. They want to make everyone happy and doing the stuff. So um, it's more hard. But trying to work on the wing, that is something under the water. Making wings going faster, have everything more strong. Maybe have a mast that can be heavy, but I think having a mast heavy need to be more on the bottom than on the top. Okay. I think the fuselage, which I don't know how to make it, but make a fuselage super heavy, that could maybe help uh, because the fuselage will just roll on the side and not make any... Like if you put weight on the balls, if you go right... It will never go left. It will change too much the the it will change too much on the foil. It will make too much perturbation on the foil and its way up. So I don't think that is good. Maybe having a mast or a fuselage or wings, maybe weight on the front wing on the side. Trying. This can be can work. After what I was telling, for me what I could feel because I fought one big day, like the second biggest day of the year and that's where I went falling. On the morning, I didn't think that was that big. So when I was like, okay, let's go for it. I want to have like one way falling and without helmet. Huh? I did the same mistake. Uh, but this vest and stuff, but I didn't have helmet. And okay, I was riding the way the wind was offshore. And I could feel the wind a lot on my boards was young, my shaper of the board that are just there, uh, was telling me that could be something to on the nose of the board with the rocker. Normally, the nose don't go too much on the board. Maybe get some hole on the boards like to have the air going from under the boards to the top of the boards. Uh, okay. And and he told me that long time ago. And I'm like, for falling, this is something. Because for example, we have Sebastian Sterner, the guy that have the world record in Nazare, that on his toe boards is trying to make some with Porsche. They are trying to make some well stuff on the nose of the boards to get the wind that go on the board of the boards, pushing the boards down to stick more to the water and don't don't go don't fly too much because the problem with our boards is if you go too fast and you just jump on every jump or jump on every bump, it, you're gonna you're gonna fail at some point. Okay, but. He's working with Porsche making like millions and it's honestly, I think it's bullshit. He said that is good, but I don't, it's not make a big difference. In foiling, if you change something, it will make a huge difference. That will be super cool to have a brand like Porsche because they invest money on these boards for kind of a thing that is bullshit and sell. I think for foiling, it can make a huge difference. And those like Porsche and stuff with those big car, with the spoiler, with everything, they try to have the car that stick more to the road. And that makes sense. We have to, what I want when I fall is having my boards going down.
0: Yeah. And maybe okay.
1: making making spoiler on our boards on top could be something that just push our boards down and maybe we get it stable. And making a hole on the boards, when you're on the um, folding, like the, the way part that... Uh, I seen from Mathieu, when he touched down the boards, he fell in front. So what we could say is okay, if you foil, if the boards touch, you fight. So if I have hole on my boards, that the water can go from the bottom to the top with a certain angle that maybe push my board down. It's only gonna be maybe harder to when I get tore by my jet ski to get up, because the water will do the same, push my board down. But if you get up. You don't you have to don't touch if you touch you will you will stick but maybe on the air it can be something mm-hmm. so let's have let's see if it's work I don't okay. know okay let's see if someone wants to do an ID like this
0: I think it's time for you to call Laird call Laird in, in Hawaii and have a chat and see what he says because there were some of the they were doing it with ski boots and stuff that was just insane back then. Yeah, could you imagine? But they doing were that?
1: riding, no, and they sure. were riding way bigger wave. Yeah, but not way bigger than those those Frenchy that surf big wave, but they were riding huge wave and huge swell with boots. But boots is heavier on the boards. Yeah, oh, okay. imagine the boots. Yeah, they had heavy. They are heavy stuff. And I think we have to check the footage, but they had longer boards. Was narrow and long, and this is also something that we can work on. Having a board that is too short, it's good because you have less contact with the hair, so less hair is gonna push your board up. But the problem is, a small board, if it moves like up and down, when you're on top of your board, you don't, you're not gonna see the difference because it's short. So it just don't move a lot. If you get like that point or that, or the third point, the point that if you have a longer nose, the board's longer, you will yep. see that the boards move. That's true. For the, like, b So you can compensate straight, like to see, okay, my boards go up, my board go down. Like, for example, I ride a 4-2, the normal Joton boards, and I think it's too short because I don't see the nose going up and down. Maybe we have to ride a 5-0, super narrow, so, and with, with some hole on it, so... I don't know surface of air going through. Maybe it's uh, looking like a four, a four o, but I have a five o, and I see the the nose going up and down. I can control more, and maybe that, maybe our foil is good. It's just about the power of the air on our boards.
0: That I don't know. This is something we need to need to look at. Because I know they're they're wanting to start to push into that area, but I'm thankful to be talking to you because there's so many different aspects of this, including safety, including like having some of our top riders get injured, and then trying to figure out like where is that line to push? How do you do it safely? What kind of equipment needs to be changed? Are they going to put money behind it, or is it just for the show? Is it just for the picture? Like all of these things have to come into play because we want you to have fun and do it safely, but you have to put in some money and stuff to be able to do that. Like a lot of R&D has to go into that, I'm assuming, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the, and like the big company, I don't think it's... I don't know. The mar- The markets look like super hard for the moment, what I could hear from the those brands. Uh, so yeah, it's hard for everyone. And... Yeah, for, for now I want to play safe don't want to get injured as as Mathieu for example and prefer to play a bit more safe I don't know but that will be for sure a pleasure to get how Mathieu said like he wants to push falling in big waves and this is uh, something that it's good like Kai didn't did it but he's <laughs> not he didn't did it because he don't want to do it, he have way more skill way more technique, way more uh, r d if he wants around him to get the proper for to go, it's just that maybe he know that can be the last wave of your life. So
0: you gotta have a line there. Yeah, somewhere. if you have
1: only that in your life, if you are only a follower as some guy ha huh? if you have only that and you want hundred percent focus on this is up to you, and this is also a good choice because you're gonna push the sport and our sport that we all love. And maybe it's gonna see and some other brand and some other company, maybe, maybe car brand that Porsche gonna see. Oh, this is something. Maybe they're gonna listen to that podcast and said, okay, this is very interesting because part of a car and foiling can be working on. Like Joton work with Porsche with the kite. They work, they do a business together. Bambi, I tell them like two years ago already. It's something that we can work on. Can make views that can me. And if the auto have the Formula One of the foil, it's gonna sell foil. It's not gonna sell the Formula One of the foil. It's gonna sell foil for guys that want to start because it's yes. someone that. Why we start? Why we still doing cars like Formula One? Why Mercedes is putting millions on it? They don't need to sell a Class A uh, hundred horsepower. They don't need to do the, the best car, but they want to win the Formula 1 because they are the car that go the faster and make publicity on it. And now, if you That's go right. to Lisbon, the picture that the guy you're going to, is if you go to Lisbon, you exit the airplane, you take your luggage, you go out, you have one, one thing that goes straight with a turn and in front of you, so you you have to, you go in front of that picture is Nick Von Ralf surfing a huge wave in Nazareth with Tudor watch. Is yeah. is the, the the I think the most expensive publicity of the, all the airports is this one, and Whoa. it's surfing big wave. If one brand with I don't know they link with Porsche because maybe a brand of foil don't have the budget to get in that position. It's possible. But if they link something with something with someone with other brand, and they have these pictures, they're gonna sell foil. and the yeah. foil is gonna change the world. We are foiling, the guys pump on the lake, they do foil everywhere, every sport foil, boat foil. For me, it's completely the future. It's the future to have the foil around. It's like surfing you can only do on wave. And okay, they start to make swimming pool. But if you want to have fun and go to the swimming pool, you need to expend a lot of money just to get one wave. If it's you want to have costly. fun on the lake, having a pump foil and make fun and do some pumping, at the cardio, some people will like it. You have in France in the summer, one day I was with clients and we have like one boat that go and like took the sand to kind of in front of the harbor and they put on the beach because they have a problem with the sand. I was like doing a, with a random client that was just falling a bit behind the boat crazy trying to get some some bump and stuff I see the boat I was like man we have to go a bit fast and we're gonna try to fall the, the wave of the boat and he ride I don't know I have a video 1 minute 30 it's like falling the wave of the boat I don't know 300 meters behind the boat and he was like that was crazy that it's was so a, fun i couldn't imagine i was like yeah i couldn't imagine neither like the boat i see that boat for the last five years going up and down every day
0: yeah
1: and we just served that thing and everywhere in the world they have boats going and you can just be smart you know that yeah, the boat is smart. gonna come Why? Well, it's gonna it's gonna have some accident if you start to play and you fail in that boat you go in front of the boat or i don't know but with that is the so much fun for like a good ride with a boat that you couldn't expect, and that happened because the foil happened, and he's there. That's true. So me, I I believe hundred percent. Like wing, wing is is crazy. It's like you pump something, it's on a bag, and you can wing off and everywhere.
0: It doesn't matter if it's a small lake, if it's a big lake, if it's small waves, it's little stuff. Like I started in waves this year foiling and I'm getting to head high a little bit over and, and it's crazy how that makes you feel. It's, it's a safe lake and whatever. And, um, the speed you get, you feel like you're riding this massive thing and you look back and it's little, like, I don't know the feeling of foil. It makes everything amplified, makes everything look bigger. So I can't imagine riding it something on something bigger, but it is definitely the future and there's so many more people coming to it. Like you can have it anywhere. You can have a suit. Like we've talked about this a lot on the show, but just the amount of fun that people can have that maybe they needed to get in their lives. Right. Um, it's yeah. pretty cool to have that. Me,
1: it's complete. I, when I, I bought my jet ski because foil arrived. So I was like, okay, I will bought the foil. I will bought the jet ski that costs 10 K but if I'm smart enough, I will make... Because I'm sponsored by Jotun, I can have the good agreement that I'm not going to spend money on it. So I will board this thing, but I will walk the summer, try to get clients, put some stuff around. No website. And I had people. I was also doing a lot of surf, client, surf, surf lesson on the beach and all the clients that came for foiling they all went back to the place. Send me textos. Like this is the most crazy stuff I ever did. They are just like when they start foiling. Wow, they are get getting yeah, get crazy. Love it. You can get sunny, perfect wave for learning. No one out. I don't know the perfect weather. Everything you want, you get hundred person going for the surf lesson. They will get all happy. Some of them super happy, but never as those hundred people. If they go finding, they will get crazy. And I'm sure fifty percent of them will said, "Okay, I want to go next year." Have just people like they come here and they call me, "Oh, I want to go finding now." I go, to, "I want to go finding." am like, "I can't. I'm not there and stuff." But. They really wants to go and they get crazy.
0: I think it's, it's time for yeah. school.
1: Yeah. But the, the time is also, oh, you go big, well and you train, oh, you go, you got to
0: train a lot. How much time does it take you to train for, for that? Are you like you're training apnea? Like let's talk breath holds and whatnot for a second. Cause I know that's a huge component. So how long and how many days a week and whatnot are you training for that?
1: So when we start um, going into big wave, I don't know, maybe seven years ago, when I was 15, maybe when I was 16, we went to the apnea training like two times per week. And we are not like something, we are not like different than other people. We are like completely like everyone, because someone can hold his breath for everyone. Can hold his breath for two minutes. In one day, in one good day, like you have a good teacher that explains you everything, you will hold the breath for two minutes, even more. When you want to get better, this is gonna be harder. But it's just about like training and it's something you need to have the good teacher that teaches you good. Like for us, we can the best training will be a f- kind of physio, like having the cardio high and get apnea okay. and hold the breath for the maximum or doing like holding my breath without hair. This is also something different because you have holding your breath without hair. So you just exhale and you stop or without hair that you exhale and you push to exhale everything and you have nothing. And now you try to hold your breath. So you have like many different style of and training. Some training is like cardio and uh, apnea. Some training will be apnea with a, a long stop between all the apnea, but longer distance. So you have like many, many different training. Uh, like for me, now I'm like, I, it's a long time I didn't train and focus on the on the apnea hold down with, like, uh, static. But the last time I did, I think I did 4 minutes 17 or 20. I think just under 20. Uh, And if you... It's nothing. It's, like, classic. Okay. Uh, Like, distance, I can do maybe on on the swimming pool, like, flat. I can do... I didn't, it was a long time ago, I, I think I can do 100 meters with, with fins uh, and maybe 75 with the, only the arm and the leg, maybe more, I don't know, because we don't train that for a while and didn't need did like a proper training to see, okay, I can go that far. It's like this kind of specific training that you're going to just do one or maybe two for a, tra- a long training. And after, if I can I give some advice, never train apnea alone. Even if you think it's a short apnea or stuff. Every time you need to train with one that is like looking for you. All the best training that I like the most is hand of the day. You have nothing to do. You watch the TV and you're like, OK, this is not good in the TV. I don't want to be focused on this thing You're on your phone. You don't want to look inside anymore. You stop everything. And you just start to do on the sofa some apnea. Because it's just it's not like you're going to try to get some hair from the nose. No, you just block and you block. You don't need to play with. And this is the a good training. You have like some on my phone. I have some table with apnea. Like, I don't know, two minutes hold on. Uh, one minute breathe. Two minutes hold on. 45 minutes breathe. And after you, you go like this, like 45 seconds to... 30 to 15 to five, so it's gonna be one. You're gonna do two minutes, one breath in and out, breathe in and out, breathe in. You stop and you try to hold on two minutes. It's There's like... a lot then. Yeah, every yeah, everything you think it's hard, you just try to do, and it's just about in the head and how you can hold your breath after. Yeah, if you look at the apnea guys that do apnea. They are like crazy good, oh, but yeah. Is like, is like stretching. You can stretch the, the chest with like having a lot of hair and that will stretch and stretch every thing. And at least at the end of all those stretching after, I don't know, six months, you were in maybe, I don't know, five liters. And now because of the trenching, you, you inhale six liters. Mm-hmm. So for sure, if you have more hair, you can stay longer. So That's yeah. Fair. After, yeah, I did like just now, like a a month ago. I went to Freti to see my friend, like my best friend in Freti, that is also an apnea trainer. He do a lot of stuff, and I I went for like diving, like deep for the first time. Ooh, so I went like one years ago, but just I don't know fifteen or eighteen meters deep. And I went 22 meters in Tahiti, but just like once to try with friend and try to go. But I was not feeling good at all. And with him, we start to talk about it and make training, like going to 10 meters, wait. First day, impossible. I don't know, 10 meters, I could stay one minute maximum. I was like, I don't know, I was there, wanted to go up, wanted to go up. The day after, I don't know, something changed in my mind. I was like, think about you on the sofa and stuff. And... Straight after that, I could stay like ten meters, two minutes, and this is a very good apnea. Happen- and after, really? starting to go deeper and deeper, and I went to the sand like thirty-two meters deep for one minute thirty-seven or one one forty. I did it three times, like just with the rope, and after just with the fin and just with the ropes. I did it three times. The only thing you need to be careful is we are not used to the pressure like under 20 to, I don't know how you're going to go deep, but if you stretch under the water, you can break the the lungs and stuff and have blood on the surface or the heels and need to be very careful and just you have to never hurt and do it with someone that knows and that coach you. But yeah, the feeling is crazy. The feeling is it's something, I, I don't know, I never like skydive, but I feel it's something you are under like 32 meters. You you can't look up because if not, you're going to, you, you can't look up. It's just, you need to stay kind of.
0: In your bubble um, kind of thing or?
1: Uh, head head down.
0: What? I said you have to stay kind of in your bubble or if you look up, is it just too insane or?
1: No, it's, yeah. You can panic and see, oh, it's super hard, super far, but it's also, you're going to extend your neck and you can break stuff. Just okay. like small small cut. Yeah. Because the lungs are super small. Mm-hmm. And if you move, there are not stretch enough for us, for like people that don't do it. So if you move, you can just like crack the lungs. And when mm-hmm. you come up, you spit some like blood and you know that you hurt. So this is the thing you need to be careful. But when after you're used to it and people know, so after they do training, you go straight without hair or not a lot of hair, and you train like in ten or five meters. to Try to extend and stretch. And Slowly, it's hard, slowly, slowly. It's like apnea is a long training, but everyone can be good. And I did many classroom with uh, Joton and Ion. We did it with a, a professional uh, apnea trainer, and she taught us that for a lot of sports, even if it's not in the water. It's a very, it's, it's insane. You know that your body can hold down your breast for two minutes and you know that you are her to do it make, like, I don't know. It can make sense for a lot of people.
0: Well, I was thinking just anybody who gets a, like a, it'll get you a little bit more health focused. So when you go out into some conditions and everything, like it is a good skill to learn. I think for anybody who is in the water, like there's nothing wrong with, with learning about apnea and learning about this because it'll just keep you a bit safer. So I think that'd be perfectly fine. What, what's, uh, what's next for you? What, uh, Mavericks was a huge lifelong goal. Congratulations that you, that you did that. How does it feel that that's done? And where do you think you're going to go next, even with wing foiling or the other sports?
1: So yeah, I think the plan we go to South Africa for a shooting with the wing gear. So I'm super excited to go back there and having fun with the trip we're gonna make. Uh, after that, go back to Nazare, and I will take all my equipment there for in kite uh, and train there because after we're gonna have the first step of the season of kite and wing in Cabo Verde, and okay. Portugal is good for for wave and for wind. They have lot of direction of wind that can be good so i will go there and train for it and to be ready for the season and try just see how the level in the wave are and try to get a good place and yeah fun on the wave get him some big wave for sure with the foil i'm still wanted to go safer but wanted to to get some good waves and yeah doing the step trying to get some wave and maybe trying to get some slabby way with the phone okay
0: all right so we got some cool stuff to talk about next time yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: cool clement well hey man like i know you you had to run now but want to say hey thanks for talking to us about uh some of your recent rides like that was just at christmas time so that that's really recent and uh, so, thanks for taking the time today and, and meeting me, and, and I don't know, connecting with a whole bunch of people that want to learn a bit more.
1: Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks for listening us, and I hope uh, I hope you learn some 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 stuff. If someone wants to make a board with all on it, let me know <laughs> if it's work or not. And I don't know if if people want to go on the sofa and try to hold the breath for two minutes. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, that'll, sounds Everything
0: good. Is yeah, oh, yeah, perfect, well, hey, uh, thanks everybody for joining us, and uh Clement, we're gonna talk soon,
1: yeah, thanks a lot. See you soon.